It's time to talk again about all the fresh titles coming to Game Pass and PlayStation Plus this month, and some unfortunate news about how much that latter subscription is going to cost going forward. And the Starfield review embargo is up, and early access people are playing it. Is this another Game of the Year contender? We're going to talk about all this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry. Check us out on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcasts, podcast services everywhere. All you got to do, you type in three little letters, GNW, and you'll find us talking news. My name is Erect the Red, joined every week by this man right here, the Frank... To my beans, <laughs> full clip. How are you, dude? Doing good, doing good. Hanging in there. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm. Uh, it's uh, as of this recording. It's almost the weekend, and I'm like, just oh, I want it so badly. Yeah. But yeah. Now, now yeah, it good. sounded like a Freudian slip there, possibly. But uh, I'm interested in this idea of podcasts that you've got. <laughs> Is there a podcast about podcasts? That's a great idea. Um. Or, like, just little cats that we could sell in, like, in put them in pods. Yeah. Yeah, and then you sell them in, like, it's like a, um, you know how they're all really popular right now? Those, like, the mystery uh -huh. things where you don't know what you're going to get. My kid, like, gets all these, he's like, I want this thing. And he plays with it for, like, 30 seconds because it's, like, it's just a piece of garbage. But pod cats, they're real cats. You just don't know what you're going to get. Oh, you know, I've heard an urban legend growing up, uh, much darker and unrelated to anything. But I, I always heard, like, in some countries overseas, they'd grow cats in jars somehow uh, so that they would have a shape of the jar. Don't know if that's true. That's weird. Just I saying. I think, you're th I think you're thinking of um, pumpkins. I've seen that. I've seen they a little of that, that on TikTok. Yeah. Or watermelons, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know about cats. We'll look it up. Uh, right, right to us. Uh, uh, their PO box, Gaming News Weekly at gamingnewsweekly.boulevard. Um, and uh, let us know about if there's cats in a jar. What has been up? Anything exciting? Um, you know, as far as games, been playing a little more Baldur's Gate 3, a little more Fallout 76. And uh, the new one, I'm always like a week behind you on these things. I played uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the newer one that just came out. Nice. What'd you think of, of that one? I had fun. I played one round as the victims and one round as the killer. Didn't get Leatherface. I got the guy with the pointy stick. Uh, I think it's Cook is his name. That's who I've been playing as, and I got to switch, dude. I don't like him. He's too too old and feeble, and he just does this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, come on, dude. Yeah, I didn't, more I didn't mind it. I I killed like the first two people in the playthrough. You then, did? Yeah, but my whole team wow. backed out. Oh, that's a bummer. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to pick like the who, the younger guy who like is you know he's more athletic, Johnny or something yeah, like probably. that. I don't remember. Um, nice, yeah. Um, it's a fun game. I wish there was more explanation. Yeah, like as far as tutorial and stuff like that, because like I I don't know, I was so lost. Uh, luckily, the people I was I've been I've been playing with have played it more than me, and they were like, okay, yeah, do this, don't do that. And I was like, okay. 
thankfully you know this so yeah. um that's good that's good i'm uh i i'm having fun with it i think like it is very similar to those other um you know asymmetrical horror um multiplayer games but it's new and it's um it's fun i'm enjoying it yeah uh what what else am i playing uh bunch more Baldur's Gate 3. It's going to take it's going to be a while before I stop saying what have I been playing Baldur's Gate 3 because like man I'm still like I, I'm being a completionist. I'm still mm-hmm. on like act 1 and I'm just kind of like going through like killing everything I can. Uh I just hit level 5 and now I'm like OP for the area. So I oh, think nice. I need to move on. Um and another game I've been playing uh is my uh my indie game of the week. Uh it's called It's a Rap. Have you ever heard of this game? Pretty sure. You'll have to remind me what it is. Yeah, so it is it's a puzzle game and it's set in like 80s movies and you play a stunt man and the puzzle of it is like so the screen looks kind of like a um like a video editor. It's got all the the bars at the bottom. And uh you have each one of those bars is like a thing on your screen. So it's either like falling rocks or you know um lava or something like that. So you have to move those bars to trigger the event that's going to happen so that you can get your character through the scene, the stuntman through the scene. And um, it's so much fun, dude. I mean, it's very, it's a very, very hard puzzle game. But, like, I love the idea of, like, these movies, these 80 movies and stuff like that. And then figuring out that puzzle, it's very rewarding. It's, like, it's a lot of trial and error, too, which is, you know, not the greatest when you're doing puzzle games. You want to be able to, like, figure it out, you know, instead of just trying it. It's the last one I think I did. I did. I was on, like, take, like, 49 or something. Because every time they do the marker, it's like, take 49, action. And then you run through and you got to try to do it again. Um, so I played that for, I don't know. I got it yesterday. I played it for probably, like, four hours yesterday and just going through. And it would be like... All right, I'm just going to play this one, and then I'm going to be done with it. And it was like, I would play it for like, dude, the same board for like a half hour trying to get through it. And then I would get to the next one. I'm like, well, let me just at least see what this one does. And then I'll, and then I get hooked into that one, and I'm playing that one again. But yeah, it's definitely a, a fun game uh, if you like puzzle games. Um, yeah, I recommend it. It's a wrap. Yeah, I remember seeing the, uh, that linear editing part that you were talking mm-hmm. about as part of yeah. the game so i did see that trailer recently is it possibly one of the games that are coming it's coming to game pass or did we see it in that indie mashup last week yeah it was in the the indie games uh gamescom thing last week that's okay. why i first saw it and then um yeah so that's and uh, and then it, just, it came out like the same it came out last uh on the 23rd so about a week ago from from here um yeah it's a lot of fun um and it's definitely something that is so different from Baldur's Gate that it's like, oh, it's yeah. kind of fitting that if I need to take a break, you know, from Baldur's Gate, um, I just jump right in there and play a few levels. So it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, anything else? Should we move this show along? Yeah, let's get to those new releases. All right, first up. Goodbye, Volcano High came out on August 29th for PS4, PS5, and PC. It's a bunch of anthropomorphic dinosaurs dealing with life as a high school senior and the eventual extinction of, uh, you know, of all things. Um, 
you know, if, if high school wasn't enough, you know, now you have to worry about a giant asteroid coming to kill your uh, entire race. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a cinematic narrative adventure, but it's, you play as like, you're in a band and then there's all these like rhythm, like mini games where you're playing your band's music and you got to like do the, you know, the kind of hit the button with the, with the music type thing. It looks, um, it looks great. It looks like a yeah. fun story. The animation's really, really well done. It's all hand drawn, uh, and you know, a bunch of dinosaurs in a band. I can what tell that this one is right up your alley. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I'm definitely like an easy. You know, I was like, oh, it's got a, you know, it's a narrative adventure. Yep. Oh, teen it's drama. got music in it. <laughs> it's got a teen drama. Yes, anthropomorphic dinosaurs. I'm excited to check this one out. I'm gonna, um, you know, it's on my wish list. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but it's it looks good. It's got good reviews, and uh, uh, you know, the next big Steam sale, I'm scooping it up for sure. All right, another one came out August 29th. Under the Waves came out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. Another narrative adventure. I know we're not winning you over with any of these narrative adventures well, here. This one gets closer. All right, all right. So this one is about uh, the engulfing power of grief is the basic um, theme to this one. You play a Stan. He's a diver in, like, um, this underwater world where it's, like, kind of, like, futuristic, but it's, like, the 70s. So it's it's weird. Um, but, yeah, you have your submarine. you got to explore the ocean and discover all these things. But um, it's about... Like isolation and, and, you know, we said in grief and it's got this major story where you're like, as you explore, you like uncover more backstory. And to do that, you have to find more things to craft equipment to go further um, in the ocean and then uncover more backstory and get more. So it's a really cool idea for a game. Um, and it does. It, it looks it looks uh, it looks great. Yeah, I like uh, I like that. It looks like it might divulge into sort of like a psychological thriller kind of thing it definitely does yeah, yeah. that and it, it seems like maybe there are some uh, social things in there as well i mean you hear the guy in the trailer who sounds like he works with a company and he's like we're gonna maximize production mm-hmm. it's always about maximizing production but yeah this one it's, again this one's right there with the goodbye volcano high it's on the wish list uh i'll, I'll keep an eye out for a sale because yeah this one definitely uh, looks like it is a great story. It looks beautiful on top of all that. You know, you're underwater and, and it looks like you see all these amazing underwater uh, creatures and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it looks a lot of fun. And then last up, Sea of Stars also came out on the 29th. It was a big day, August 29th. Well, for indie titles. Uh, this came out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, and the Nintendo Switch. This is a retro-inspired role-playing game. We've talked about it a few times. Turn-based uh, role-playing game you play as the two children of the solstice and you have the powers of the sun and the moon uh, there's a bunch of other playable characters in it but those are the two major characters um and it looks great and i'm happy to announce that it's getting rave reviews right now it's at a 90 on metacritic uh they're saying that it's such a well-balanced um game as far as uh, the the fighting and the action and the just the gameplay when you're when you're outside of the fighting the stories they're all just so well done where you never feel like 
um, board or anything like that. Because even in the even though it's a turn based game, like you have, they added this element to the fighting where you have to like time things to get like extra power and stuff like that. So they're trying to you know take this kind of retro idea and put all these new features into it to make it you know more current. Um, but it's still got that beautiful pixel art. The music is fantastic. Um, I'm actually, I downloaded this one today. My plan is to play it tonight. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to grab it and uh, try it out on Game Pass. It, it, It's the graphics for me with this one, it, with the pixel style. But it's that fine meshing of like the pixel style, but newer effects. And it's, mm-hmm. it's got that golden age of pixel style because uh, we're going to even talk about a game today that's like taking it back to 8-bit. But I think this is that mm, 16 or 32-bit era. Don't really know. But Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. But right. then you add on the new effects, the the, the nice mm-hmm. graphics. Yeah. Yeah. It, look, it looks beautiful. I'm, I'm really excited. And, um, you know, there's a lot where, yeah, like you said, we're talking about all these retro-style games and, like, this pixel art. And this one looks looks gorgeous and i'm glad that there's still a place for for games like these in a world of starfield and and baller's gate you know you could go back and still get these you know amazing 20 to 30 hour role-playing games that are reviewing as you know possible game of the year candidate you know (laughs) in any other year it seems um but yeah i'm excited to check it out i'll report back next week on my on my findings all right, those were our major releases from this past week. Let's get into it. Let's get into our news of the week. All right, our top news story. Sony has lost their f-ing minds. PlayStation Plus, they're raising the price 33% globally across all plans. Um, just, just out of the blue. So the twelve month subscription now, um, it was sixty dollars. It's now eighty dollars for just the just the basic one. You want to play video games online? You need this. You need eighty dollars subscription to the PlayStation Plus Essential. PlayStation Plus Extra. That's the one with the Game Pass like catalog of games. Uh, was ninety nine dollars for the year. Is now one thirty five. Um, and then the premium, it adds those like PlayStation 3 games, PlayStation 2 games. Um, used to be 120 is now 160 What are your thoughts, Full Clip? Uh, I'm right there with you. I, they, they've lost their minds. Um, that's insane. We just talked about like the Game Pass hike in prices. And I was thinking it was going to be like $5 or something a month. They raised it like 2 bucks. So, yeah. my God, when I saw this... I, I hoped, like, you know, I can see 5 or 10 but I started looking at those prices, 30 or $40 differences. Maybe, like, the cheapest one was, like, a $20 difference. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I get why they're doing it. They just And they said why they're doing it. The cost of, of things, you know, is... It says, the, this price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. Like, so is the cost that much where they needed to, like, raise this this much? Like, it seems it seems like a crazy jump in price to me. Um, so much so, dude, I've had, I mean, I will always have PlayStation Plus. That's my main 
console that I play games on with my friends. And I will always have that because you need that for the online. doesn't mean I'm happy to pay the $80 a year for that. Um, but I got, I've had the PlayStation Plus Extra for a couple of years now. And I don't play a ton of games on it. Like, I get excited when I see them. And I'm always like, hey, maybe I'll go and play that. And I'm always playing something either new that we just bought or, or something on Game Pass. I'm absolutely not going to be um, re-upping my subscription to that. Um, I think it did just uh, um, automatically like pay another um, a re-up me. So I think I'm good for another year anyways. But just crazy. And like... And to make us all like excited about this change, they were like, "Hey, you want to spend an extra thirty percent? Well, check out this huge month of games we're going to give you: Saints Row and Black Desert and Generation Zero. Like what? Like I don't understand. Why would they save like a like a better game for this um, announcement to make it hurt less? Right. I don't know, dude. Yeah, Saint, Saints Row, which was so bad that in other news, the studio that made it is shutting down. <laughs> yes, yes. Which I meant to include in our uh, thing, but um, yeah, it's that's basically it. That's all we got out of it. They're shutting down. Um, yeah, Saints Row, um, which is the remake of the game. From, I think it came out in 2022. And then Black Desert is a MMORPG. It's like a fantasy one. And Generation Zero is a open world adventure set in 1980s Sweden that I, I had never heard of. I was like, oh, I like 1980s Sweden. And it got it got pretty piss poor reviews, so I'm not going to be checking that out. But yeah, I mean, so, okay, so we talked about Game Pass, the, the price jump. So theirs was $14.99 a month, um, it's now $16.99 a month. And now that's a lot too, like, especially when you consider, like, okay, you're paying for the whole year of the PlayStation Plus, $135 for the year. And instead, you're paying $16.99 for Game Pass. But let's take a look. This is just the games that we know are coming out this September on Game Pass. So we just had um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, day one, brand new game. Um, Starfield is coming out September 6th, the biggest game, one of the biggest games of the year. Um, Lies of Peace, September 19th, another huge day one release. Party Animals, a super awesome looking um First day battle, uh, or not battle royale, but it's like a. I don't even know. Is it a battle royale, or is it just like mini games? I don't even remember. Anyways, I'm getting off off my tangent. Payday three, the brand new you know AAA heist game comes out September 23rd, and then Cocoon, another day one um, puzzle game, comes out September 29th, and that doesn't even include the Call of the Wild Angler fishing game that we also got day one um, just this past week. So, like, that's just this month. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Sea of Stars, like, PlayStation Plus got Sea of Stars, but so did Game Pass, so I can't even be like, hey, there's a little, another, like, you know, feather in your cap. You got this great new game day one. So did the other company. Yeah, it, and I mean, this, this whole game pacification of PlayStation Plus isn't even that old. So what were they thinking like jumping into this business so fast? Just like let's let's compete at any cost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It does make me wonder and I I know we got some of the dollar amounts um during the whole Microsoft trial, but I want to know what what is the cost for this, you know, this to keep these games in there. If they had to raise the price of it 33% like, 
yeah, what is what? How much does it cost to keep these games in there? And they're not getting like huge AAA titles in there, you know, um, especially not new ones. So I don't know if unless they change their mind and say they're going to be putting their first party games into the PlayStation Plus package, then it seems oh. crazy to me that this price increase. Yeah, I mean they almost have to to compete with Game Pass because like we're seeing Starfield, like you said, probably going to be like a game of the year contender. And, you know, we, we know how much money is going into the AAA games like Starfield and, and like the ones that came before it, Fallout 4 and Skyrim. That's a lot of money that Microsoft is giving up. And I guess, to be fair, Sony doesn't have Microsoft money. Microsoft can just throw it and, and piss it all away if they need to to get people over to their platform. I don't think Sony can do that. And, and if they could, if they could suck it up a little bit longer, they probably would. I guess this is just something that has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They've said it before. They're, they're okay with their current model where, you know, they're still releasing their, their first party games out there to, to buy. It's, it's a huge income earner for them that way. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. And I, and ultimately I feel like this is going to even out the, the cost um, is going to offset, you know, any loss in subscribers they have. Cause I think, you know, there's still going to be a ton of people on there that, do utilize the the extra service more than than you or I would, you know, where there there's a huge back catalog of games. I'm constantly surprised at how many great older games are in there that I've never played, and I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll get to that someday. I'll check it out because I have access to it. But nothing that I'm like going to download when I you know as soon as I see it or whatever. Yeah. And that's just because there's just every every week we're talking about these amazing new games that are coming out that, that I want to play. So it's just not enough time. All right. Let's talk about something very, very important. Starfield. The reviews are in and it's uh it's a hit 88 on Metacritic 88 on open critic. Um, I read a lot of reviews today, and it's funny because there's some that are lower, nothing lower than like a seven. Like IGN gave it a seven. I think um, PC Gamer gave it a seven point five. Uh, games, GameSpot, GameStop. I always get those confused. GameSpot gave it like a seven, I think, but um, so many other ones gave it tens, nine point fives. You know. And uh, so the bad I read is the um, poor inventory system, no mini maps when you like land on these planets, so you can't you get really get lost. And then um, a lot of the planets are pretty like sparse and lifeless. Um, in addition to, I did read that like a lot of people said the down one of the downsides is it takes like the game doesn't you really don't get into the game until about like forty hours in. They said. <laughs> Which is insane oh, yeah. to me. Um, and then, like, the the best part about it from everything I've read is the that it's one of the greatest sandbox games out there. That they're just like, I, you know, became a pirate and smuggled, like, um, you know, you could smuggle religious artifacts or, like, human organs. And then you'll get arrested if they catch you with those. Or, like, just, like, random stuff. Like, you could just do, like, crazy stuff out there. So, um that part sounds really exciting to me. But, yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Well, I was going to ask you, are you, like, in a hurry to download and play it? I So, 
I'm not in a hurry where I'm going to pay the premium, you know, to get it six days earlier or whatever. Um, which did you see that Game Pass did offer that? Like, yeah, I'm going to be playing it through Game Pass. You could buy, yeah, the upgrade. I think it was like $35 or whatever. But that gets you any DLC, like, or at least one of the DLC packs in the future. So I thought that was cool. I'm not that excited. But I did clear space on my Xbox today. So I'm ready okay. to yeah. download it when it does come out. Yeah, I mean, where I just made a big purchase with Baldur's Gate 3, and that is such a time investment of a game, I think I'm going to keep playing that for a little while because yeah. I don't see Starfield going away from Game Pass. They've got, like, the whole Bethesda catalog on there, and I think that's yeah. going to be one of their main draws for a long time. So I see absolutely. this being on there possibly indefinitely. You know, indefinitely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's a, not only is it a Game Pass seller, it's a it's a system seller. It's yeah. just like they're, they're saying this is going to get people to buy Xboxes. So, I mean, I, I feel like I can wait. Uh, it's a Bethesda game, so we know that there are probably going to be some bugs, although I've heard this right. one is better. I've heard you would get on Skyrim and find more bugs in 15 minutes than you would experience in a playthrough of this game, which is good. Yeah. That's hard to believe, but good. But <laughs> yeah. I can wait for them yeah, to iron things buggy. out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I'm in this. I'm gonna play it when it first comes out, just to see. I want to. I want to live in that world for a minute. I want to know what the hype is because they even said that the first, I don't know, five ten hours, like it's a little rough. And once you get through that, because that's is a bunch of like tutorials and just just kind of explaining the story to you. But once you get through that and you can experience the game and experience that sandbox part and just kind of make more decisions and, 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 and stuff. That's when it gets good. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know if that I have the time for that right now, but I gotta, I mean, even like the create a character like thing, it looks like I'm going to spend like two hours doing that. Yeah. Like getting my part. Cause there's so many things. And then I was reading a thing today. They were talking about like, like these uh, extra feats or abilities that you could pick. And like, it was um what was it it was like a tiktok or something and they said like the four weirdest ones and one of them was like you could get your dream house or whatever and it's like this beautiful house that you could decorate kind of like uh like a sim style animal crossing style you just decorate your house and but then you have to pay like two hundred fifty thousand dollars like a month or something crazy to the bank for your mortgage um another one was like you have parents in the game that will like i don't know help you out and teach you lessons and just be there for you but you have to give them two percent of your earnings or whatever um just like weird stuff that i want to i want to try all of it it sounds so so strange and that's what i like about the idea of starfield is that it's it's embracing a little bit of that weirdness yeah so it seems like some pretty good science fiction i've even heard like you can visit earth but I didn't read past the headline on this one, but it said, like, but you might want to take a stiff drink first. So I assume in mm. good science fiction faction, it's like taking things to the extreme. Earth is a desolate wasteland because we yeah. fucked it up. And yeah. it, it just seems interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, I've never been like huge. I've always I've played the Fallout games. I've never like been there day one playing them um, because they're just they're so massive. For me, I, you know, I do get in there and I like to experience what all the hype is and stuff like that. And it keeps me invested for a little bit. This one, I think more than any of the other ones, um, even like, like, you know, even Skyrim, I've still never played Skyrim. 
as you know it's just all these huge games it's too much for me i talk about you oh, know yeah. too much anxiety but um yeah starfield we're uh, um we're a week away uh if, if you guys out there have played it gotten in the early access send us a a, a note let us know how it is what we need to do you know because i need you know i need a walkthrough for this i think from the start um all right, is that it for for our Starfield corner? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, let's keep talking Bethesda. Then. Next up for Bethesda, Elder Scrolls Six. Um, there was, I mean, we all kind of knew that this was coming out soon, but we got a bit of a bit more of an answer about time wise. So, um, head of publishing Pete Hines uh, uh, from Bethesda, he confirmed that. The um, Skyrim sequel has completed the pre-production stage and moved into the development phase. And he, um, he said, and yes, there are people working on the Elder Scrolls 6, but this is what the studio has focused on. So no, you're not going to hear soon about the Elder Scrolls 6. Starfield is our focus now and is going to remain our priority for a while before we talk about anything else. Um, so it's in early development. So I, and I got, you know, what's that mean? I think 20... Probably 2028 is, is what I, I I'm not. thinking. Yeah, I was going to jokingly say like 2030, but I, I don't know. I hope it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, I don't know. So they announced it in 2018, and there was a lot of talk recently on like, um, you know, if they uh, announced it too soon and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's very soon at all. But okay, so let's say... 2026 we get like a trailer yeah yeah probably all right i'll take it um is this one that you you're looking forward to did you were you a fan of skyrim uh yeah quite a I, I played skyrim i never really truly completed it but i played long playthroughs several times over because you know they they brought it back out with every generation of console that's true and then the mods like there are all those mods that you could do crazy stuff with I was just speaking of mods like Starfield. They were saying how like they can't imagine how amazing the mods are going to be for that for that game mm. uh, when they do start popping out. That's I mean you know thinking ahead. So yeah, Elder Scrolls Six uh, 2028. You heard it here first. All right, next up, Super Mario Brothers Wonder had a direct recently. Uh, it, was about, it was 15 minutes. And they talked about what to expect with this new Super Mario Brothers game. Um, so they showed off the seven different areas that you um, can play in the different like worlds and that sort of thing. There are eight playable characters. Showed off a bunch of new enemies, some new features, um, and then the coolest things the the things that you could like kind of like turn into um, like you could turn into an elephant and then just run around as like an elephant Mario, which is really cool. Um, there's like a bubble version, a drill head, a lot of different like cool stuff. It's going to be four player um, local. There's an online component where you could, um, you know, play against other people. Uh, like, I don't know, it's like a weird ghost thing or something. What is your thoughts on Super Mario Brothers Wonder? I'm, I'm trying not to be too negative about it because I'm, I'm realizing the more I grow up, it, this isn't for me. It's mm. there. This isn't one of those franchises that like. Pokemon even, it kind of grows with you. We get some more serious things like Detective Pikachu out of Pokemon mm -hmm. that is for sort of our generation that grew up with it. The Mario games do not make that concession, I feel like. And 
it just seems like the gameplay is kind of babyified. And mm. there are things like for the nostalgic factor, like those different colored Yoshis, that does something for me. As a kid who grew up who grew up with the Super Nintendo version and getting those different ones with different powers. But then I see the trailer for this game and I see, well, if you decide to play as Yoshi, you're going to not take damage. And you also get extra like flying abilities to make the game mm. that's already pretty easy, way too easy for you. And I just right. wonder, why why does Nintendo do things like this? Why don't they just put an option in the options menu so no matter what character you go in and play as, you can decide to nerf them or not? Why do I have to right. play handicap if i'm uh yoshi so i see what this all is you're just pissed because you wanted to play yoshi and you don't want your friends to say you're playing the baby version of the game it's a big part of it but i mean there's more uh all the more recent mario and even kirby and other nintendo titles they all seem to like include multiplayer for some reason uh couch co-op multiplayer but then they treat it as if it's an afterthought. Like, playing mm -hmm. Kirby, it's sometimes broken because the camera is following the main character and the secondary character just gets dragged along in the, the hurtful, painful liquid or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I So as... I haven't played any of the more recent Mario games. I haven't played since Mario Odyssey. Um, and this one, like... And I've always preferred the 3D Mario's to that but this one i thought it had so much new stuff where i was like oh this is cool like i want to like see what this is like that enemy that opens its mouth really big and if you uh -huh. get too close to it, it you, you get sucked into it or like i don't know just a bunch of like random things where there's like this pipe worm thing and i'm like it's so different that i've i feel more excited to check this out than i have with any of the recent uh marios because it's kind of like I don't know. It's a little weirder. Again, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I like the, the, the weirdness. Yeah, um, and I guess worth mentioning, this is a little bit of a throwback because this looks almost strictly um, 2D platformer, except for they talked about, like, the wonder um, features or something like that where you could touch this certain flower. The world might, your perspective might shift, and you're now mm -hmm. in a, a top-down Mario game. For the most part, it's that classic uh, 2D side-scroller, which is a departure from a lot of the newer Mario games. So I'm into yeah. that. Like I liked looking at the the new goo features and the thing that mm. falls through the goo. That looked cool. Um, in the drill upgrade, too, being able to sort of drill under the enemies or drill under walls. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of cool stuff to it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's not like it's one where you could be like, well, you know, I'm interested, not super interested. Let me wait for a sale. Yeah. Because it'll never go on sale. So. Yeah. This will probably be like $70 at the beginning, too. Now, with the way things are going, I don't know if Nintendo has adopted that, but I wouldn't doubt it for this title. Yeah. I think Breath of the Wild was, right? So, um, or whatever. Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, was. Um, so, yeah. it. Uh, I definitely think it, it, it will be. But, yeah. We'll see. It, uh, it, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I thought the 15-minute the direct I thought was really well done. Showed off all the features that you want to see. Oh, they also announced a limited edition uh, OLED model of the Nintendo Switch with a Mario Red version of it. It looked pretty nice. Uh, and that comes out October 6th. And then uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder comes out October 20th. So not far off right now. All right, and next up, um, there was an Indie Games Showcase, the Mix Next Indie Game Showcase, and then the Dames for Games 
uh, indie game showcase. Now, there was, I don't even know, 5,000 indie games uh, announced at this thing. Um, so we're not going to talk about all of them. But And I still haven't even finished it. It was like a four-hour show. Um, but these are the games you know, that, that I love, especially now that I have my Steam Deck. And I have, because 90% of these are just like, you know, just PC games that will just come out on a whim. Um, but I thought it was interesting, some of the big ones. We talked recently about Nostalgia. And stuff like that. And so we're getting a Rugrats game, which is the game you brought up earlier, where it was like eight bit or uh, whatever. No, this one wasn't. But oh, well, yeah, this one is down. even. This one is even more. Did you more see bits. the trailer for the Rugrats? Yeah, dude, it looks like it's a Game Boy game. It's yep. so strange, and it's in that square. It's in a square, and then what struck me as very odd is that you could also play in the HD <laughs> mode. Which looks way better. Like, why yeah. not be have that be the main feature than this weird Game Boy game? Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, got a point. Progress. I don't know why they decided to do the pix <laughs> the more pixelated one. Um, but I I think it's a cool concept. I'm interested in this. It unlocked like a core memory for me back to when sure. I had a, a a Rugrats game for like PC and the Windows ninety eight days. Who's your favorite Rugrat? Hmm. I'm I'm like a Rugrat OG. It's like, it's it's either a year older than me or a year younger than me. I forget which one. But I, I grew up like as a toddler watching oh, Rugrats. Yeah. You um, were a Rugrat while you watched Rugrats. I think I think Tommy. I mean, he's the leader. Yeah, he's, he's the leader. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, he always has the laughs. Laugh. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was always a big fan of Phil and Lil. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, classic getting in the hijinks, just not giving an f about anything. Um. Very cool. Yeah, and then the other one, the new G.I. Joe side-scrolling game. I don't remember exactly what the title was. Uh, in the, you know, kind of like the new Shredder's Revenge. Uh, uh, were you a G.I. Joe guy? Not really. A little before my time. Yeah. I remember, like, so uh, my, my older brother was really into G.I. Joe, and it was, yeah, I was, like, right on the cusp there. And it was, like, so he had all the action figures and all the characters. So by that I was like, I was into it. So this one looked, uh, this was exciting. The announcement of this, they showed the gameplay and it doesn't, it didn't like really get me too hyped. It, it's, I don't know. It looked dated. It didn't have that new kind of like shine like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game did. What other, did you watch any of this uh, uh, show? Uh, no, I just, I, I watched all the trailers that were uh, from it. Okay. Um, so some other ones that, that I thought really looked great. So they showed off some more of Gangs of Sherwood. Um, it's like that Robin Hood uh, game that we've been seeing. Um, Viva Land. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. That's the Sims-like game. But, but like multiplayer, right? Eight, Yeah, eight-player Sims game that is played in real time. So it's just always online, always going. Um, I think like IGN compared it to like a Google doc or something like that, where it's like anybody could go in and edit that world um, anytime. And then like, you could also, if you're all in there, you're just hanging out or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's a, I don't know why it took that long for something like that to exist. It sounds uh, perfect for, for a Sim style game, you know? Yeah. I mean, that concept just reminds me so much of like Minecraft going into your buddy's house, setting up some booby traps or something. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you'll be able to do that, but if it's, if it's anything like the Sims, Maybe. Maybe yeah. your buddy will spawn back in the swimming pool and have no way out. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Um, 
now I want to play this game so bad because, yeah, I'm sure my wife will probably want to play it, and I'll just prank the shit out of her all the time. Um, and then another one I thought was so strange, and it looked so much better than it had any right to be. Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Absolutely. An yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge Metroidvania game. And it looked awesome. Yes. Like, the action looks great. The fighting looked great. The graphics look fantastic. It, you know, I don't know if I have any, like, real Christmas-themed video games. <laughs> so, that'll <laughs> be good. Um so yeah, there was a ton. I mean, I definitely. Any other ones that you thought that jumped out at you? Uh, I better just say the eight bit one, just because we've talked about it like two or three oh, times. Oh yeah, now. which one is so this one? Geo Mythica was what it was called, and I don't remember that much about it, but it it does strike you because of the the style. So many of the pixel art games coming out these days are really in that sixteen to thirty two bit uh, SNES yeah. and Sega Genesis era, but this is one hundred percent. It looks like an NES title going back a little further nice i missed this one i have to watch this one yeah so it's on that list jrpg yeah okay yeah Uh, sound and everything looks pretty good keep talking about it i'm gonna look at it right now as you're talking about it let's see um it features some quality of life features that can help players of all skill levels. I'm ripping this straight from ign so people can go look at the article that's what we do with all our news so it's fair (laughs) So players of all skill levels enjoy the experience, including no penalty for dying, the ability to freely respect your characters, and more. You can also ride a Triceratops, and who among us hasn't wanted to do that? Absolutely. Um, while while I'm here, I just this. Did you see this Quizineer? Quizineer. Um, I have to figure out which one that is. Quizineer. Oh yes, the, yes, yes. Uh, it's like a. You run a shop and then you do dungeon crawling. Kind of reminded me of uh, Dave the Diver in that you have to like go like do a different uh, type of game. It's not a dungeon crawling game, but to then go take it back to the thing and, and run a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. So you're out there um, cor- collecting your resources. And I guess in Dave the Diver, are you like a sushi chef or something? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, this Geo Mythica game is crazy, dude. I cannot believe this is a new game. Um,. Yeah. Wow. What a throwback, man. Yeah, absolutely. Just NES. Um, cool. That's very cool. I'm, I'm interested in that uh, to see what that's all about. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to watch more of this uh, this show and probably like I've already wish listed like a ton of these games, which is oh, yeah. it's big for these indie studios. You know, you wish list their game. They could then take it to, you know, some publisher and be like, listen. We got 30,000 wish lists, baby. Mm-hmm. So go, oh, yeah. go watch this and do that. One more on that list we've got to talk about because I feel like this is going to come up if it's any good. Mm-hmm. Unawake. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? It's like Skyrim, was... but Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. That trailer looked dope. That one. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that one. It was like one of those where I'm like, is this like, is this game going to suck? Like, it was like, you know, just because it's, I'm like, usually it's like too good to be true in, yeah. with some of these, you know? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It looks like a AAA title, so you wonder, yes. why is it at this indie show? Right. It's exactly, it was my first thought where I was like, why haven't I heard of this? And like, why is it here when it's, you know, it just looks bigger than, than it is. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great games uh, in the indie world coming at us in the near future. All right, and last up, I'm going to ask you, first of all, 
Is Fortniteification a word? I think it is now because of Call of Duty. Well, I'm using it. Yes, Call of Duty and the continuing Fortniteification of Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. Lara Croft is coming. This, when you saw this, were you excited? I wasn't angry, but I, I mean, I don't really, I wouldn't say excited. I've not really touched the game in like a month now. So who, like if you had, uh, if you had a choice, if you could get one of these for free, Nicki Minaj or Lara Croft, who do you choose? I think Lara Croft. That, I mean, no disrespect to Nicki Minaj, but Lara Croft sure. is like a, a classic character in, yeah. in my book. Exactly. And she's got the, you know, she's got the skills to be out there hunting people down. I don't know about Nicki running around in her high heels or something um or snoop dog even but yeah this is uh it's happening they're just getting crazier and crazier with these announcements who else is uh was coming it was like uh 21 savage or something yeah and mace yeah. so yeah yeah the 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 whole crew is is in the house so um this is part of the tracer pack the tomb raider operator bundle tomb raider operator that's fun to say uh it also includes three weapon blueprints including an ice axe melee weapon the mythic defender smg and her signature mach 5 dual pistols so yeah i know a lot of people when they saw this they got kind of angry and they throw around the term like fortniteification and they kind of scoff and roll their eyes at it it's just it's way late in the season for this call of duty where nobody should really be caring we're looking forward to the next call of duty at this point and it's it's just like in uh when they made modern warfare 2 people kind of were angry that the little things weren't uh realistic in the beginning but as the game goes on they started making it a little more and a little more wild having to be a little less respectful of like the world war ii source material mm-hmm. and i think it was a better game for that late season sure Yeah, and it's, I mean, they're making money. They're going to keep doing it because people want, people want this stuff. There's only so many operators you could have that look, I mean, they all look the same. They're all military operators. You know, sometimes you want a peacock in a game. I know when I'm playing Fortnite, I got the weirdest gear on. And it's like, just because it's there and it exists, it's not going to like, you know, I don't know. Maybe if you're playing Warzone, you don't want bright colors on you. But yeah. maybe you do. You want that handicap because you're so damn good. Um, but, yeah, they're making money. It's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue to get crazier and crazier. I'm absolutely sure of it. So, um, And the best thing is, like, yeah, if you buy these, I think they're, everything just carries over to the to the new game, to Modern Warfare 3. So go spend your money. Buy Nicki Minaj. Get 21 Savage up in this beat. All right. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nothing. All right. That's it. That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Gaming News Weekly. Be sure to um, go to Fruit Lab and uh, sign up. You can go. You can watch video games, play video games, earn pips. That's a cryptocurrency. Then you go buy video games with it. Dude, it's the circle of life, and it works for everybody involved. My name there is Erect the Red. This guy's full clip over there. If you don't want to check that out, you can go to our YouTube pages. I'm at Pop Culture Playground. That's where you find this show, a couple other shows I got. Um, and full clips page is uh, GameFAX, G A M E F A X. Find him making glass cars and bug jars. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find something that rhymed. 
maybe not the last part. Uh, you can also catch him on Twitch every once in a while, full clip underscore FL. Uh, and then um, if you want to listen to this show, you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, anywhere podcasts are found, just type in GNW, you'll find it that way. Um, and yeah, you'll have that stuff on the, on the go when you're, when you're jogging, commuting to work. Bam, you're getting knowledge so that when you're at work, you're at the water cooler and they say, hey, did you check out that Mix Next Indie Game Showcase? And you're like... I did, even though you didn't. But you could say you saw Ebenezer in the Invisible World and how cool that looked. Um, and then we're, our, our socials, we're on Instagram, TikTok. Go subscribe, follow there for daily content coming at you. All the best bits from, from this show um, coming at you there. And I think that's everything. And now I'm done talking. Anything else? Nope. All right, we're out of here. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.